Retrocaptacular Podcast, where each month we continue our search for the best bad movies on the planet Earth. I am your host, Aaron, and I am joined, as always, by Matt. Hello, Aaron, my good friend. Oh, we're good friends. Now, mm. that's good. A I would have said the... best friend, but whatever. Well, you know, times are tough. <laughs> just tough to be a good friend right now okay <laughs> in this day and age you know with mercury in retrograde ah i feel that i feel that for sure don't we all yeah so um, i know well, it's you go first okay i saw <laughs> i saw it chapter two i saw it chapter one. Oh my god together we have seen two movies that's true We've seen like seven hours of movie. Yeah. It's so fucking long. How long How long was number two? I don't remember. Two hours and 40 minutes. Sounds like my number two this morning. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that does eat some fiber, dude. My wife tells me I talk about poop too much, so I figured I would do it here where literally anyone could listen to it. Yeah, well, I mean, crap is literally in the name of the show, so I'm surprised that we haven't hit... Oh, more wow. poop talk <laughs> i guess i kind of assumed that I, I always thought of craptacular as one word i never even took out the poop part of it it's there's, there's poop in there it's amazing mm-hmm. incredible mm-hmm. Uh. so here on the pooptacular podcast we <laughs> both saw it it we both saw it we saw it new one yeah. i i did a weird thing Oh, which is I watched. I mean, weird. I mean, it was like maybe not the best idea. I watched chapter one directly before I went to the cinema to see chapter two. So you're at home rocking the Netflix. You watched it. Well, I have the Blu-ray. Oh, of course I mean, you do. Yeah, <laughs> foolish, foolish, Matthew. I threw in a load of laundry, and I was like, "Hmm, this is gonna be a while. What what can I do?" I'm like, "Oh, I can just like I'll watch a movie. Maybe I'll go see a movie." And I looked up when. It chapter two was playing and it wasn't I had like just missed like I could I could maybe make it and like I'd catch the beginning of it mm. like just barely if I like sped to the theater and I was like ah shoot next one doesn't start until like you know 1145 at night but I have enough time to rewatch the first one I, I like went and picked up the blu-ray and I was like ah it's two hours and 20 minutes perfect mm-hmm. and so I rewatched part one took my laundry out of the wash, put it in the dryer, and then went to the theater and saw chapter two. F- did fall asleep, I will admit, <laughs> uh, in the last 20 minutes of the movie. Ooh, late showing. <laughs> and I went to the VIP where they serve alcohols. Okay, yeah. And I ordered two dark and stormies. Alcohol, late at night, comfy chair. Yeah. I was like, hey, can I get a double dark and stormy? They're like, we don't do doubles. I'm like, give me two dark and stormies then. <laughs> and a bigger glass. And a bigger glass. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. That's good. You know, I've never had a dark and stormy. It sounds interesting though. You like ginger beer, right? I, I love ginger beer. You might like a dark and stormy then. It's entirely possible. Yeah. yeah. I know you're not a big alcoholic beverage guy. No. But I really like apple juice. Yeah. Well, you drink a bit of wine on occasion. Yeah. You've been known to wine down. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Is that sexual? No. I'm just checking. It's it's a pun. It's like wind down, which is like, you know, take it easy, start to, you know, have relax for the end of the day. Yes. With 
Yeah, okay. Very, very relaxing, low energy sex. <laughs> Hardly any thrusting at all. <laughs> uh, why? <laughs> why does it always end up here? Why? <laughs> that was just, that was the greatest delivery of why. <laughs> I really appreciated that moment. Glad I could be here for it. What were we talking about? It chapters one and two. What did you think of chapter one? Tell tell me your yeah, thoughts. Yeah, I mean it was uh, it was good. I I uh, will admit I have not seen the original. Oh man, which I means have. <laughs> yeah, I assumed that you had. It was a mistake. Seeing the original. Yeah. Mm. I watched it in high school. Um, my high school girlfriend and I were both really into scary movies, and she was like, "Hey, I just got." it have you ever seen this and i was like no let's watch it and we started watching and we didn't realize that it wasn't a movie as it was a so much a tv miniseries uh which is like three and a half hours yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) like it's it's quite long um did you do it in one sitting that's a personal question um (laughs) yeah no we did we we were sexual watching it um and sometimes we would get bored and then we'd make out and then be like, what's going on? Oh, Richie's being chased by the clown again. Oh, cool. Mm. I guess we'll pay attention for a bit more. And then it would get boring and then, you know. Yes. So I'd say I've seen about 76% of the original TV miniseries. Oddly specific, but go on. Well, yeah. I like to be realistic. People are like, oh, like 50%, sure. Like, you don't know. That's just, you either know or you don't. You're yeah. 50%. Yeah, that's, that's a cop-out percentage. Anyways. You've never seen the original. I have. Don't watch it. Got it. I thought about doing it for the podcast this this month. Being like, we should do the It miniseries. Because the new It movie's coming out. And then I thought, no. That's too long. Don't watch it. We would have to do like two a two part episode probably. Like yeah, it's just it's so long. Anyways, uh, give, continue to give me your thoughts, please. Yeah, so I didn't know what was gonna happen. All I knew was that there were children. Yep, there was a clown. Oh yeah, and the clown was evil. Yes, in more than just being a clown. Yeah, yeah. which I already understand to be. Very evil. Yeah. Yeah. I hate clowns. Oh, yeah. Everyone does. So, it was not so scary. No. Uh, and, and I mean, it was, it was really, it was really apparent right off the bat. You know, we see Pennywise down in the sewer. And, you know, first it's there and he's like kind of in shadow. And I'm like, oh, that's fucking creepy. And then, you know, they have a whole conversation. Yeah, the opening scene is, like, one of the best parts of the movie, I think. It was great. Yeah. But, like, it wasn't, like, scary. No. So much as... And this goes for the whole movie, my thoughts on it. It wasn't so much scary as it was disturbing. Yeah, oh, for sure. Like, it was horrible, but not so, like, horrifying. Like, I wasn't like, 
oh no so much that i was like oh fuck yeah like it, it feels like almost like the the scares were put in there just to appease studio notes you know like it was like it it almost seemed like a director preempting studio notes being like we're going to get notes saying this movie isn't scary enough hmm. and so let's just put every 10 15 pages we'll just put like a big jump scare in mm-hmm. you know cuz that's kind of what happens um and but the way that it's the rest of it's set up it is like you can tell is like oh this director actually probably has the ability to do something a lot more suspenseful and a lot more scary cuz most of the scares are exactly the same long silence person goes into dark room clown shows up and then loud noise happens and clown runs at them really fast yeah just unnatural movement yeah really jittery yeah clown so it was running. like it was it was it was always pretty easy to tell when those things were going to happen and that's sure and that's a big part of the reason why it wasn't scary yeah and i i said i've said from the beginning my least favorite part of that movie is all the horror movie parts. Right, yeah. <laughs> like everything else is really good. And I think part of that is like I think I think Stephen King's like writing maybe doesn't translate to to the screen so much when it comes to the horror part of it. But what I, what I, what, what I thought was really interesting and for some reason in my head I was I was comparing it to to Signs in not like that. Oh, these are similar movies, but like I was like, oh, this isn't scary because we just see Pennywise all the time. We know that he's there, and we know that he is actually there. He's killing people, and like, like this shit's happening to these kids. Yeah. Whereas then in science, you don't know what the fuck is going on, and I mean, I do get scared very easy, but I was terrified by that movie. I love science. Because I had so no good. fucking idea what was going on. Yeah. Yeah, science is amazing. But here's the thing. When I think about science, when I think about what is science about, I'm like, oh, it's fucking creepy aliens. That's the first thing that comes to mind for me. Whereas the movie is actually about a whole lot of other personal growth with these characters that is amazing, and I love that movie. Whereas with It, I don't think, oh, this is a creepy clown movie. I think, oh, this is a movie about a bunch of kids solving a mystery together. Yeah, totally. It's a little like Hardy Boys. Kids get on their bikes and go have an adventure. It's the Goonies. But there's a clown trying to kill them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so I say it's not scary, but I don't mean it as in, like, that makes it bad. Mm. Mm-hmm. For sure. It's, yeah, it's yeah, no. It's a very I, interesting movie. I, I really enjoy it. I've, I've seen it many times. And I do want to go back and see the second one. Maybe not in the theater. I might wait for VOD. But I do want to see it again because I do really like all the characters. And I think the, the grown-up cast does a really good job of... Staying true to those characters. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of interesting. Like you very rarely see that um, sort of evolution in reverse, right? Like it's usually you cast an actor as an adult, and then you find a kid to play the young version of them. Yeah, it is usually how it goes. Yeah, and like in, and then you would refer to them as young Stanley, young yeah. Eddie, young Bill, right? But in this one, it's. Oh, you know, Bill Hader plays the grown-up Richie. Hmm. 
you know, Jessica Chastain is the grown-up Beverly, that kind of thing. That is a very interesting switch. Yeah. Um, and I think they all they all did a really good job. The kid, the guy who plays Eddie, especially, the, the hypo- hypochondriac mm-hmm. kid, um, is is really good. And I just, I learned something, which I didn't pick up on the first time, but there's like one, I, I heard this when I was listening to a, a review about it, uh, the woman that plays his mother in the first one. Mm-hmm. Also plays his wife in the second one. Oh, weird! They just like change her hair color and 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 stuff like that to make her look a little bit different. But it's like this sort of like Oedipal, like you know, he married a woman that's exactly the same as his mother kind of deal. So that's, that's kind of so funny. But weird. Uh, I think Bill Hader is the standout for me mm. as older Richie. Um, yeah, nails it. Um. Yeah, what else? Uh, so yeah, I can't I can't really give it a review because I did fall asleep during <laughs> a very crucial part of it. Um, That's but too bad. I'd say like for the most part, I liked it enough that I care to go back and watch it again and Wait, see the yeah. and see the part that I didn't. I think see. that that speaks volumes right there. So yeah, yeah, perfect. That's cool. Um, you been watching anything else? Well, I mean, since last we cast. Uh, Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance, yes. came out on Netflix. I can't really talk about it too much because I'm still not finished. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, I won't talk about the ending at all. I'm, I'm just, about halfway through. I think I'm on episode five. I just, yeah. I mean, we talked about it before that it was that it was coming out, and then it was like, who, what, why? Because even even now, like, uh, I know people who have seen it because it's on Netflix. There's kind of a buzz about it, mm-hmm. and no one that I've talked to has seen. The Dark Crystal movie. No. Like. See, I think people remember Labyrinth more than they remember The Dark Crystal. Yes, they do. Um, and even then, not a lot of people I know watched Labyrinth either. Yeah, I was telling I was telling my girlfriend about it, and she was like, oh, what's that? I'm like, oh, it's like a, a prequel to The Dark Crystal. Remember the, the Dark Crystal movie? It's like the Jim Henson with the puppets? She's like, no. He's like, no. I'm like, she's like, who's Jim Henson? I'm like, he made oh. the Muppets? And she's like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, did he also do Labyrinth? I was like, yes, he did Labyrinth. <laughs> but nope, doesn't remember the Dark Crystal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the majority of people. So I'm just like, I'm so like baffled and confused about how this came about. Yeah. And I mean, there there is a making of documentary on Netflix as well. I know. I really I... want to finish the series so that I can watch the documentary. Yeah, I haven't seen that's it yet That's what I'm myself. more stoked about. Yeah, I'm honestly. so interested to watch that. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm so happy. That it exists and watching it has been so much fun for me. And I just, it's really hard to tell, like, it's really hard to be objective about it just because I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, it's the Muppets again. I it's, think it's the Gelflings. Like, I'm so yeah, happy. The puppets look amazing. Like, I love, I love that they didn't make the Gelflings look too good, you know? Like, yeah. their mouths still don't really move that well and mm-hmm. <laughs> their facial expressions are kind of reserved to. Mouth open, mouth closed. Yep. I think maybe their eyes widen and they can do they can do eyebrows and they can blink. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's about it. And then everything else is like voice acting and I guess a little bit of like, you know, the puppeteer can, you know, you know twist their head and it's like, Oh, they're curious and like things like that. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's a little um I was glad that they didn't do like super detailed like animatronics for the I, for uh, the Gelfling. Me too. Kind of keep it in that era. Agra seemed to be a little better than the original Agra puppet. Yes. Um, but the Skeksis, 
are more or less the same. They have tongues that move. Yes, there's a lot of tongue action going on <laughs> with them, um, which did add something. Really, it really yeah. added to it. But otherwise, they do look kind of the same as the movie, and they look exactly the way yeah. they should for that reason. Like, and it's those ah, it's those ah, they look so good. Like those the, the sure. practical, the, just the practical effect of of having these characters be actual puppets yeah it's well, just so I, I think, interesting i think we talked about it before um when i i rewatched the dark crystal a while ago probably it might be like two or three episodes ago again now and i just i said it then and i said it again now i just fucking love puppets man. i do too I fucking love puppets it's it's they're amazing they are amazing and it and it has this like sort of it it is like a warm fuzzy nostalgia kind of feel to it but it also i think it it like for me it kind of awakens the same kind of thing that i think a lot of people feel about like classic animation like 2d animation mhm i think it's kind of that that's kind of the same sort of vibe that i get from this yeah which i think is fantastic and i love that they're not done yet yeah, same. It's, it's 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 bringing it's like you you always have to bring life to a character when mm-hmm. you're when you're making well anything really, but when you when it comes to you know like not live action, bringing life to a character when it is or a real tangible thing has a completely different effect than when you're bringing trying to bring life to something that's oh, like completely three D animated. Yeah, it's just it has a completely different. It still has feel. that human element in there mm-hmm. you know it's there's a human hand in there manipulating it and and unless you're doing you know frame by frame keyframe animation that's probably like it still doesn't feel as as real as having a having a hand or as in human there. as having having an actual human do the performance so yeah totally that's I'm I'm very excited to go finish it. I yeah I just kind of didn't have time this week to watch as much as I would have liked. Bummer. But I also I didn't find it necessarily super bingeable. Like I liked watching one or two episodes and then I uh, we I I think away. I only watched two at a time myself. Yeah. yeah well, uh, well, part of that is that it was just so much more intense than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I was actually like, I need to take a breath because this is heavy. And I gotta say, it's just it's good to see Mark Hamill getting work again. Oh, I love it, Mark Hamill. I love, I love. So many people do amazing work. Yeah, in that something I don't remember if it if it was it was this way in the movie too, but I thought it was really interesting how um when they when they do the credits, they they credit the voice actor and the puppeteer together. Yeah. Yeah, like there's no separation. Like these people are this character. Yeah, I can't remember. I if thought they, that was really interesting. I think, th- I think they probably did. I think that was like a big Jim Henson thing, mm. where he was like the puppeteer is the performer, as much as the voice actor is. You know, that's awesome. Um, I like that. You roll out the voice actor to do all the press, right? Because they're the big, fancy celebrity. But um, watching some of the the press for this, all of them did also give a lot of credit to the puppeteers. Oh, awesome. Um, so That's great. And I'm sure that that was a Jim Henson marketing department directive, being like, make sure you talk about the puppeteers when you go out mm-hmm. there. But, yeah, 
because they they add the voices later, right? They're yeah, not on set doing it. They're not, um, you know, they don't record. It's not like animation where you record beforehand and then the animator kind of interprets your performance. Mm-hmm. It's uh, get the performance down first. Yeah, you get the performance down first, and then you, uh, and then then they have to act to the puppeteer, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Oh, well, we should talk about that Jurassic World short that just came out. Yeah. I just made you watch it. I, uh, yeah, I just, just rewatched it myself. Um, this just came out of nowhere. Came out yesterday. <laughs> um, and I think about Wednesday or Thursday, all of a sudden it just kind of popped up on Twitter. Like, hey, this is going to be on FX this Sunday after the screening of, I guess they were showing Jurassic World on FX. Hmm. Like yeah, after we air that, there's gonna be this new short. It was so cool. Yeah, very, and it just came out of nowhere. Like no rumors about it, nothing. Just total surprise. That's so weird. Short film. Yeah, I'm like credit to them for keeping it a secret this well. Cause, dang. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I uh, what did you th- what did you think? I thought it was really cool. It was for for how short it was. I was I was. Oh, I was very much drawn in and concerned for the parties involved. Yeah, no, I thought it was really well done as well. Um, I I don't know. You, did you see Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom? No. I can't remember. Because I told you not to? Yeah, I mean, I was, yeah. <laughs> you told me not to, and I already wasn't that interested anyway. Good. And then you proceeded to tell me what happened, so I didn't need to go see it regardless. So. Well, exactly. And... I I hated that movie. I thought it was horrible and a waste of my time and money. But I did say at the time, and I stand by this, that I will totally show up for number three if they do what I hope they would do, which is total dino apocalypse. That's right. Which looks like they're going in that direction a bit. Because this is supposed to take place a year after um, Fallen Kingdom. Mm. And That's it's it. like people have kind of just accepted. It's a trailer park of people living in fear of dinosaurs. Yeah. Well, I think like they were supposed to be like camping, right? Like it, it's, it's called Battle at Big Rock, which is a national park in Northern California. Oh, okay. Big Rock National Park. <laughs> and it seems like... Uh, people have just sort of accepted the fact that dinosaurs are part of the ecosystem now. Yeah, I got that impression. Um, I mean, like even the, the dad at the beginning says, like, go inside, there's bears out here. And then, but then, you know, a dinosaur shows up and everyone's like, oh, shit. Yeah. And it's this moment of, like, what, like, what do we do? You know? Like, I feel mm-hmm. like if a, if a bear had shown up, it would have been, like, a little more calm. Like, all right, let's just close the door and... Yeah, the bear will go away. It'll, it'll go away and if it doesn't, I guess we can call the ranger and the ranger will come, you know, trank it or trap it or lure it away or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is like, oh, well, what do you do when there's a, you know, a, a dinosaur with two gigantic horns that's also the size of a, you know, small tank just wanders into your camp and then another dinosaur shows up and tries to eat it. 
Yeah. And then proceeds to eat your try to eat your family. Like I think the next movie could be really cool and do something that if it continues on this path, which I assume it would, why wouldn't it? It this was written and and directed by it was written by the the screenwriters who are writing the third one and direct, oh. and directed by the guy who's directing the third one who's also one of the screenwriters. So it seems like that's the direction they're wanting to go. So that sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully hopefully 3 turns out to be something that we've never seen mm-hmm. in this franchise before. Cuz I think they tried to do that with number 2, but they forgot to make it good. And by number two, I mean like number five, like Jurassic World 2, right? Because Jurassic World 1 was just sort of a retread of Jurassic Park. Yeah, of course. With the slight twist that, oh, and now it's an active park and there's lots of people, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then two, they tried to do something different with like, oh, let's do this, like, you know, let's blow up the island in the first act and then the rest of the movie will be in this house. Right. Like this weird nightmare house with dinosaurs running around and they got to kill this new hybrid raptor thing. Um, so weird. Yeah. So yeah, I hope I hope that that's what the next Jurassic World movie is because I think it'll be really cool. Um, Agreed. Yeah. On the topic of things from our childhood, getting a, a reboot... Um, I should have brought this up after Dark Crystal, but I forgot. Um, <laughs> and there's not a whole lot to talk about here, so I'll just get like a quick, we'll kind of get your reaction to this. But uh, Kevin Smith is not only bringing back Jay and Silent Bob, but mm-hmm. he's also bringing back He-Man. In the same movie? No. Okay. <laughs> he is doing a animated series. He's executive producing and show running an animated series called Masters of the Universe Revelations on Netflix, okay. which is a direct follow-up to the original Motu series. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. How do you feel? I feel interested. Let me interest you more. Oh. Uh, the animation studio that's doing it is the same animation studio that did Castlevania. Interesting. Now I have your attention, yes. right? <laughs> I really, really enjoyed that animation. It was, yeah, you know, like it wasn't perfect or anything, but it was, it I, was dark and it was interesting. And yeah, I never watched the whole series, but I did watch a couple episodes with you, and yeah, it's, it's cool. It's I'm very excited. Wow, I'm also very excited because one of the people writing on the show with him is a, a guy named Mark Bernardin who is on his Fat Man Beyond podcast. Um, and he's a, he's a TV writer and a comic book writer and he is just really insightful Hmm. when it comes to talking. Like he's one of my favorite people to listen, talk about movies because Kevin Smith just loves everything. He'll be like, oh, there was superheroes in it. I thought it was amazing. (laughs) And Mark will be like, yes, but what about the story? It was bad. (laughs) Um, you know, and and then we'll go on to explain to you not only why it was bad, but how it could have been made better. Mm. And you just like listening to him talk about it. You're like, "Fuck! Why didn't you write everything? 
like everyone should just have to run their script by you before they're allowed to go in production because like you just wouldn't let shit slide. Might be nice. It's so yeah. It, it's he's he is someone who like I wish he had is his own podcast where he just talked about movies so that I wouldn't have to listen to Kevin Smith. <laughs> Go and, and I still love Kevin Smith. Don't get me wrong. I still love him. I still love his movies. I'm gonna see Jay and Silent Bob reboot, <laughs> and I'm gonna, definitely gonna see this Masters of the Universe show. Yeah. Um, but he always surrounds himself with people who are more talented than him. In a way, I mean, that's sounds like a great quality. It, yeah, it is, and yeah. He, and, he, and he shines a light on people who otherwise wouldn't necessarily have a spotlight on them. Um, but anyways, like I said, I'll still see Chance on Bob Reboot. Of course. All right. Let's get into the show. Yes. We watched King Kong versus Godzilla. The great Godzilla blazing a trail of terror to his Japanese homeland. Captain Water and the Conning Tower. Godzilla! Roaring defiance to the only enemy on Earth strong enough to challenge him. The uncomfortable King Kong, giant gorilla god of this South Seas paradise, where sensuous maidens offer themselves in ritual sacrifice to his brute embrace. Godzilla has a brain about this size. He is sheer brute force. While Kong is a thinking animal. His brain is considerably larger. About ten times the size of this gorilla's skull. Being instinctive rivals, there is no doubt that they will attempt to destroy one another. King Kong versus Godzilla, heading for their colossal collision. Shattering every obstacle that stands between them in the most fantastic rampage of annihilation ever recorded on film. See King Kong stamp Tokyo into the ground, holding a beautiful girl in his grasp. See Godzilla destroy an entire army. See King Kong trapped by the blazing barrier of a billion volts. But nothing, nobody can stop the great showdown when King Kong and Godzilla meet to fight for survival of the fittest. That's my Godzilla noise. Nice. That's pretty good. I got more lemurry That's in there. That's cat, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, what a movie. It was a movie. It, yeah, yeah, it was. It's uh, not the first time we've seen this no? movie either. This is... Was this the first like movie that we... Okay, so backstory for a second. <sighs> kind of the precursor to this podcast <laughs> was... The origin. Matt and I used to host an event once a month. Um, called Culture Night, mm-hmm. um, which was sort of what eventually turned into us doing this podcast, which was we would host a movie night that was a... We would make people bring... We would have wine, have people bring desserts, like a charcuterie board, perhaps, mm-hmm. you know? And then we would just watch 
just an absolute garbage film. Yep. <laughs> and I think this was the kind of the first movie that you and I watched together. That was then the impetus for us starting Culture Night. I think it was, yeah. Because this isn't the one that we did for Culture Night. No, the first that Culture was... Night movie we did was Red Sonia. Oh my gosh, that's right. That was the very, very first one that we did, which was oh. at like your dad's place. Yep. Like his old place still on on VHS. <laughs> we had to dig out the VCR to watch that one. Oh, that's right. We still have that VCR. I wonder if it works. Nice. Probably does. They they either totally, totally die or they just tick on forever. <laughs> there is such a weird piece of technology. It is. It's kinda of like an NES. Oh yeah. It's either totally dead or We'll never die. We'll never die. But also I've never met one that's in perfect condition. There's always a weird trick to it. <laughs> I feel like that was just always the case though. Where it's like you gotta put in the cartridge and then turn it on and then immediately hit reset and then the game will start. But if you just turn it on, it won't, you know. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Things like that. But uh yeah, so King Kong versus Godzilla is from nineteen 19- 62 the version we watched was the english version which came out in 1963 mm. um the japanese version was directed by ishiro honda who was the first person uh directed the very first godzilla movie gojira in mm. 1952 54 mm. um and I kind of uh, wonder what happened to him because the first Godzilla movie is great and this one isn't. Yeah, like, like it's kind it's of like, really, really crappy. <laughs> yeah, did he just phone it in or maybe? I mean, get kicked in the head by a donkey. I mean, I feel like any time. Well, yeah, I, I don't know about that one. Uh, quite possible though. Um, we have evidence to suggest. Yeah, it's called King Kong versus Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah, but it's I, terrible. I feel like anytime you do a, a, a you know a team up versus kind of thing, it it is a little bit phoning it in. Yeah, no, that's fair. Like you, that is sort of it's one of the signs that you've run out of ideas. Yeah, the other one is going to space. <laughs> yeah, you know, Leprechaun did it. Jason did it. Leprechaun then came back from space and went to the hood. That's great. That's a true thing that happened. Love it. Yeah, you couldn't do that today. No. no. <laughs> they did two. They did no. Leprechaun back to the hood. Oh, yeah. gosh. Ugh. I think it's called back to the hood. And the is spelled T-H-A. It's the hood. Oh, that's... Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Special. Yeah. So anyways, anytime you do these team-ups, I think it, it is kind of phoning it in. Uh, speaking of which, March 2020, King Kong vs. Godzilla. Coming to theaters. <laughs> <laughs> They're teaming them up. Great. So I'll be sure to reshare this episode when that comes out just to get the extra downloads. That sounds good. Yeah. Um, I wonder how terrible that will be. I mean, if it's anything like the last Godzilla movie, probably pretty shit. So I've heard people people are trying to start like a like a because it just came out on DVD and Blu-ray oh, and, yeah. and stuff and so people are trying to start like a you know 
a ground underground like hey godzilla king of the monsters it's a great movie everyone should appreciate it and kind of you know because i don't think it, it kind of got kicked at the box office and it also got kind of kicked by critics oh yeah and so i think people are trying to start like a little like hey it's not that bad you know like they're, they're doing it with solo as well there's a lot of people trying to like make solo two happen is a hashtag oh wow <clears throat> and part of this could be personal bias, but I actually quite enjoyed Solo. Oh, I did too. I don't think there needs to be a sequel, though. No. There might be... I heard rumors that there might be a, a sequel series on Disney+. Plus. Oh, okay. See, I, I would totally watch that. That seems like a much better idea, right? Yeah, absolutely. Once I heard that, I was like, wait, why didn't they just make a sequel, or like a series <laughs> in the first place? Yeah, actually. That might have been... Yeah, that would have been a great idea. Like, I've been watching the Young Indiana Jones show. Oh, yeah. Recently. And I'm like, just fucking do that. But with Han Solo, like yeah. that would totally work. There's, yeah, there's so much you could do. Every, that. every episode could just be a little mini adventure where he just tries to rip someone off and it goes bad. And then, yeah, yeah. Just gets into some new shenanigans. Yeah. So anyways, there is a movement online to, to, to be like, hey, Godzilla King of the Monsters is a good movie and I love it. And I'm not having any of it. I, fuck, that movie sucked. Is it worse than King Kong vs. Godzilla that we just watched? Uh, really? You have to think about it? Yikes. I la- that must have been a I, real stinker. <laughs> I laughed more in King Kong vs. Godzilla. <laughs> So there's some pretty laughable moments. Yeah, there, there were sure. endorphins going to my brain mm, yeah. that was triggering enjoyment. That didn't happen really as much in <laughs> King of the Monsters. Ooh, I don't know, dude. Like the 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 biggest sin of King of the Monsters is it's a movie where Godzilla and Rodan and Mothra and King Ghidorah, 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 all fight each other. And it's so boring. Yeah. Like, you pitched me that movie, and I'm like, yes, absolutely. Yep. First in line to buy tickets. Totally want to see that there monster opening. carnage. Yeah. And even watching the trailers, I was like, oh, shit. It's going down. Can't wait. And then I got in the theater, and I sat there, and I was like, the fuck is this going to be over? Ugh. Like, it, it, it suffered from what all those kind of older... Um, Godzilla movies suffer from and something that I will actually give King Kong versus Godzilla credit for is that it takes so long to get to the giant monster fight yeah it takes so long so damn long and then by the time it happens you're like ah oh, fuck just get just get it over with yeah, already just end it just someone die and it's the, that's the same thing that happens in in, in King Kong or in uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters hmm. it just takes so long to get to the big epic fight at the end where like there's just so much nothing happening. By the time it does happen, you're like, I don't even care anymore. Yeah, I would love to see a monster movie like that. That the opening scene is big monsters fighting, and it just doesn't get resolved. And the rest of the movie is about trying to have that resolution. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or you know, you could even have them have a series of small fights throughout the film. Yeah, little skirmishes. And, like, that kind of barely happens in, in that movie. But we're not talking about that movie. Anyways, um, that's something that King Kong versus Godzilla does do, actually, a little bit. 
to its credit is that there are action beats. Yes, there with are. Both King Kong and Godzilla separately and then together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just a long waiting game. Yeah, so there's at least something to kind of like hold your attention. Like Godzilla or uh, King Kong fights a giant octopus at one point on an island. Oh my gosh, that scene was horrible. Yeah, it's just it's an actual octopus for most of it attacking a miniature village. Yep, and then like a real shitty puppet attacks a a man in a suit, King Kong. Yeah, yeah. And at the special effects that were used for that fight with like all the the rocks and and oh, javelins that were yes. very obviously thrown at a green screen that then had the real octopus footage on it and well, you could like, like see we... the shadows of everything. Oh, I don't think it was wall. a green screen. I think it was literally they just projected it onto a wall. They, oh, right. And yeah. then threw rocks and spears and shit at it. That's so right. you could see the spear coming, but then you could also see the shadow and then they would meet. When it, when it hit the hit the wall, and like sometimes it wouldn't even hit the octopus. Yep. It would like hit something else and bounce off. And I remember, I remember saying too, is like, is that the side of a barn? Because you could kind of see like the seam down yeah. one part of it. It was like it was there's pro- just a space between. The it was slats. probably just like a big wall that they had in a studio somewhere that was like projected on that. And it's like, what about that big crack? It's like, doesn't matter. No one will notice. <laughs> and, oh, it was so terrible. Yeah, and and like there's like weird like rotoscoping done. Where they like shot elements of people and then like I guess blue screened them in like 1962. I guess you maybe were doing early blue screen stuff. I don't know. It was, it was really hard to tell. It was very why wouldn't they choppy just, and gross colored? Like why wouldn't they just do rear screen projection for that? Well, that's the thing, right? Like you see like a lot of like blue shading on them where it's like it looks like a bad masking job. Like you know, in if you do like mm-hmm. a, a a mask in um in like after effects or something you kind of get that green edge sometimes if you're not super careful yeah absolutely um, like it's that's kind of what it seemed like except like a million times worse always oh, terrible oh. Uh. the um oh can we talk about the submarine for a second yeah sure i mean so this was originally a japanese production and then there was an english version created I think most of the English stuff that was put in there was just the newsroom wraparound kind of scenes. Like there's like this framing yeah, device where there's a newsroom and they're kind of just telling you like what just happened and what's about to happen. Yeah. As a way to, I guess, cut around the plot of the Japanese version. Yeah. We said while we were watching, it very much felt like a newscast that was talking directly to us about the movie that was happening. Well, sometimes it is because even, even though it was supposed to be you know, in yeah. world, like there'll be a, a scene where King Kong escapes from the ship that's bringing him to Japan, and like we'll just see that scene, and then it'll cut to the news report, and it'll be like King Kong has escaped and he's made his way to Tokyo. <laughs> it's like I know yeah, that's part of the movie we just watched. we just saw it. It just <laughs> it just happened. We saw it, and then they'll be like, now uh, King Kong is. Uh, gets gains strength from uh, electric currents. Is that is that correct? And then it'll cut to up like, yes, it is correct. Uh, we don't know why, but for some reason, electric voltage uh seems to increase his strength. You know, and it's just them being like, this is a bullshit thing we made so that when King Kong and Godzilla fight, we can have him get struck by lightning at some point, and like you know, 
it'll seem like, oh, he's losing the fight, but then he gets struck by lightning, and he's like, oh, I'm now powerful, and he can fight back. And then there can be some really terrible lightning effects when he punches Godzilla. Yeah, so it's just like a way to work in weird exposition. But the reason I bring it up is the submarine scene. I can't tell if that was added in the American version or if that was in the Japanese version, because there is, okay, obviously dubbing over the Japanese Yes, some very beautifully, terribly dubbing. It's awful. Um, I mean, dubbing is almost never good, but there's some really hilarious. Oh, it's um, it, it gets special. Yeah, it, it does. does. Um, but the probably the best part of this movie. <laughs> yeah, the submarine scene is super weird because there's some actors where it's like, oh, they're speaking English, and I can tell that because what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing matches up. But then there's other times where it's like, well, that is a white person. And they, I'm hearing English, and I'm kind of seeing their mouths move. But they're definitely dubbed over. But they're definitely dubbed over. So, like, I don't know what who what's near Japan that would have white people. Like, did they get a bunch of Australians? And they're like, well, we can't have them be Australian. That would be insane. It's supposed to be an American ship. Let's dub them over with. Or oh, I figured it out. Oh. I think I figured it out. Glad I could be here for it. Here's what I think happened. The Japanese version mm-hmm. was filmed with mm-hmm. American actors, yeah. and they dubbed them over in Japanese. Yeah. When the American version was made, they probably didn't get a master. Like they, they probably didn't, they didn't get have neg- the original. They probably didn't get audio. yeah the negative with the original audio of the English. They probably sent them a master negative of the Japanese version. Which had the Japanese dubbed audio in it, so they had to redub it in English. Yeah, with new actors. That's it. That's what happened. Is you, it actually what you happened? Cracked it. Did you Google it? I was there. Oh, right. I was on that submarine because you're super old. I was the one who installed the living room light. I was just going to ask. On the since, since you were on, since you were on the <laughs> submarine, can I? Can you tell me why it had just a household light fixture? Just <laughs> oh, okay. So you know. So amazing. Let's just paint a picture here for the for the listener. Indeed. You know, like 1960s movies, I mean, you've probably seen it like old James Bond movies or something, they always have like the base set. And it's like a bunch of very obvious plywood that's just kind of painted gray. Mm-hmm. And you're just supposed to accept that it's metal or whatever. And it's like, oh, this is the villain's secret base or whatever. Or this is a submarine. And so that's what they did here was they built a submarine set. And, and it's very obviously just plywood painted gray. And there's a scene where there's like a dude climbing, trying to climb through a hatch and there's like water coming in. And just in the background, there is just like a light fixture that you would buy at Home Depot that you would see. Yeah. Like the one in my kitchen right here. Yeah, we're both I'm looking, looking at. up at it. It's a little, yeah, it's the, it's the classic boob light. The classic boob light where it's just a dome with a little screw bit on it to keep it on. Yep. And falling this... from the ceiling and it looks, makes it look like a nipple. It's just in the submarine. And that's just in the submarine. Why? It's amazing. It it blew my mind. Like that that was as satisfying as like finding like a boom mic in the shot yes. somewhere. Like that was just a goof that I was just like, oh my god, hold on. <laughs> we gotta <laughs> rewind and pause because someone let that slide. Yep. Like, if they had painted it a different color, like if it was a red light, 
I probably would have just forgiven it. Yeah, it wouldn't have been noticeable. But it's just, it's a living room light fixture. Yep. Unbelievable. This didn't have the budget to change the lights in the <coughs> living room that they had to film in. Oh, that's probably it. Yeah. That's probably the, they direct, put up the, the director's fake, the mom's walls, house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was also her plastic covered couch was in the background, but they, they managed to shoot around it. Yeah. They angled it just. just that's where out, they, yeah. that's where they set up video village for the director. Yes, so, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Plastic covered couch. <laughs> Classic. Classic moms. Cool. Yeah. What else do you have written down there? Do you got any other? Well, I mean, I just wrote down like I just have a pros and cons list here. And, okay. And I mean, as far as plot goes, like it's not really that much to say, right? It's like Godzilla is in an iceberg and then he gets out and everyone knows who Godzilla is already. Yeah. So Godzilla is coming. Oh no. And then King Kong is on an Island somewhere and a newscasting dude sends his two, his two goons who are our main characters, I guess. I guess, yeah. To go get him. And they do somehow. <laughs> While King Kong's asleep, surrounded by the tribe of people who worship King Kong. Yeah, there's like a real racist bit in the middle for like 20 minutes there. Where the, it... the worst, yeah, all of the cons, almost all the cons I have are just about racism. Like they're, yeah. they're on this island. It was a different time. Oh my gosh. There's no way in the Japanese version did the the two dudes sent to go get King Kong get to the island that has the natives on it that are in no way Native American because no. they're nowhere near North America. They specifically n- say they're on the Faroe Islands. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way that they would say how to the natives. And that's oh, exactly yeah. what happens in the English dub. Yeah. Is this dude who's very uncaring about these natives just like oh yeah oh yeah i'm trying to talk to you like oh how you know and yeah that just stuck out to me as wow no and then he later also just straight up calls them all ignorant primitive savages because yeah. because they're praying and well, he thinks that they're praying to the lightning yeah which they're actually praying to king kong yeah which is like i mean like, cool if yeah king kong lived on my island i would probably yeah. Yeah, like be like bow down in reverence and be like, please don't kill me. Here's some awesome berry juice I made for you. Yeah. So yeah, oh yeah. So the guys they're sent there because uh there's this berry juice um that they want to yeah. try and sell, but the natives on the island won't give up the berries. At least they won't give they won't give much at a time. Like, yeah. They have some berries. The the American newscaster who's telling all of this has a jar full of them on his table. But they want to like mass produce a a beverage, I guess, or something. Yeah, it has a lot of health benefits. It's a a super fruit. Oh, okay, cool. So they want to go get the acai berry. Exactly. From the Faroe Islands. Yeah, no, and then, so then King Kong fights an octopus, drinks a bunch of this uh, berry juice, and then they bang some drums and chant and dance and he falls asleep. Uh, somehow these two guys and their interpreter build a raft. Yep. That's King Kong sized. Get him onto the raft, tie him down, strap a bunch of dynamite around him on the raft, hitch him up to the back of their ship and tow him away 
without any of the natives who worshipped Kong as a god uh, stopping them. Yep. And also do this before he wakes up. Yep. And we later found out that they also stole all of their drums. Oh, yeah, they did steal all the drums. <laughs> that, that is true. And they, we, yeah, we see none of it. Happen. They use it later to try and get uh, him to fall asleep so that they can tie a bunch of balloons to him and tow him to Mount Fuji where Godzilla is. And there's literally dropping <clears throat> the shot of him being towed through the sky through a bunch of balloons where he's like, Bleh! like literally unconscious. He's just sprawled out very much in the way that the stick figure character is on like the slippery when wet signs yes you see exactly like that just with balloons attached to all limbs getting towed by a helicopter and then they literally just smash him into godzilla they like cut the line and he just he drops onto mount fuji where godzilla is climbing up for some reason yeah lands on his butt and then slides down the mountain (laughs) directly into godzilla (laughs) and they both go tumbling down the mountain it's pretty amazing (laughs) and we have one of the worst fights in kaiju movie history i think it was pretty it was pretty terrible except for great one moment which was amazing tell the moment so of course there's lots of awful like King Kong's just throwing rocks. Nothing's actually happening. Yeah. Cutting between them, both like dancing around like toddlers for a while. That happens. Yeah. Well, yeah, you were saying like Godzilla does his his arm movement is like the toddler in the jumpy, the jolly jumper. Yes. That yes. hears the song that it likes and, yeah. and starts like waving its arms and like bobbing its head. <laughs> it's exactly like that. And King Kong is like, what's a good analogy for King Kong? It's like not an ape. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like kind of just a person who's like an old person. An old person whose arms are too long for their body. Yes. <laughs> yes. And they just kind of don't know what to do with them, so they just kind of yeah, just wave them. It's it's he's like Ricky Bobby. Yes. <laughs> I it don't is... I don't know what to do with my hands during the fight. <laughs> old Ricky Bobby whose arms are too long. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. But old Ricky Bobby, at one point during this fight, does pick up a tree and force feed it to Godzilla. Oh, yeah, right. Ramming it down his throat. Yeah. And then Godzilla backs up, lights the tree on fire, and shoots it out of his mouth yeah. right back at King Kong. And I thought that was fucking amazing. Yeah. It, no, it was It was really good. It was, it was wonderful. And the fight kind of just ends somehow. Um, eventually they tumble off a cliff. Yeah. And then the apocalypse starts happening. Oh, there's an earthquake, right? There's the earthquake. Earthquake. And then a giant flood comes over a mountain somehow. Mm -hmm. And a village that we don't know where exactly it was supposed to be. Just a miniature village is swallowed by the earth somewhere. Yeah. And then we see King Kong swimming away in the distance. Yeah. It just ends with him literally just, just front crawling all the way back to the Faroe Islands. Yep. And Godzilla is somewhere. And it just like very quickly cuts back to the newscasting place where it's like, and there's no sign of Godzilla, but they <laughs> waited a minute and yeah. haven't looked for him. So Yeah, because this newscast has been happening live, apparently. Apparently. 
and, and yeah, it's like, and Kong appears to be swimming on home. And frankly, we wish him well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was so fucking... It's super cheesy. This whole movie is incredibly cheesy. Yeah. It's the it's so cheesy. It has terrible dubbing. Yeah. The dialogue pacing, especially in the dubbed um, parts, are... It's just all over the place. Real bad. Um, but but still, I think what, what really makes this movie is, is the dubbing. Specifically... Mm-hmm between these two characters who are sent to get Godzilla. Because I have one other thing to talk about that I thought was amazing. And when these two dudes are going through the mountains to go find Godzilla, (laughs) one of them... Oh, sorry, yes. They're going to find King Kong. My apologies. You better fucking apologize. One dude is just complaining about his corns. Yep. Like a lot. Yep. Ooh. And he complains about his corns a few more times yeah. in subsequent scenes. Yeah. Including when he's been knocked out unconscious and wakes up with like a head bandage. And his friend rushes to his side and says, are you okay? And he says... Or he's asking him what hurts. Oh yeah, what hurts? <laughs> My corns. <laughs> and it is pretty ridiculous. And then also when they're... Because like, uh, yeah, he says at one point like, oh, I, I, I'm... More, my corns are bothering me more than a, a giant monster. Would oh or no, something no. Like it's, that or? it's that he says, "Oh, my corns, they hurt." Yeah, my corns always hurt when I'm near. Oh a, yeah. near a monster. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then just like that, you know, yeah, like, oh, like, my corns always hurt before it's about to rain. Yeah, kind yeah. Of the line, but it's and he's like, "Well, when the monster appears, you and him could talk about your corns," <laughs> <laughs> which is just the uh, it's just ridiculous, out of place dialogue. Yeah. It's amazing. And then so also funny. in that scene, all of a sudden he starts screaming and he's just holding a lizard by the tail. Like, <laughs> like a huge lizard. Yeah. Like it's not quite like iguana size, no. but it's like well past newt. And he's just screaming and swinging it around <laughs> by the tail. And his friend's like, throw it, throw it off the <laughs> cliff. Like, just let go of the yeah, lizard. Yeah, it's just like, Whoa! And then he does like spin around and chuck it off the cliff. And immediately after he chucks it off the cliff, his friend gets out the gun <laughs> and shoots at it as it's falling off a cliff. It's so good. Which is, why would you do that? It's, yeah. One thing I want to talk about is the miniatures. Oh, the, yeah. So, uh, so many miniatures. And like, there's something about the way like the Japanese shoot miniatures in which they don't necessarily care about them looking real. And I don't know if it's like they don't care about it or they didn't know the proper, they don't really know the proper techniques to shoot miniatures and to make them feel life size. Cause like when you shoot a miniature, you know, you're shooting at a higher frame rate, um, at a higher, you know, to make it uh, like to make small things appear big, you have to make motion feel slower. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause the bigger you are, the slower you move is kind of the, the thing. Right. So, um, when you shoot like uh, a spaceship exploding, like in Star Wars, you shoot that at a very high frame rate, and then you play it back, and it at twenty four frames per second, and then it looks like on normal more is happening. Yeah, it looks like oh, a spaceship that's actually the size of like a semi truck is exploding, as opposed to one that's the size of like my computer. Yeah, you know so. They don't really bother with that. They just have miniature tanks 
that look like cute little toys. That look like cute little toy tanks rolling through a cute little toy army base. They're adorable. Yeah, and and it just it looks like just a bunch of little toys rolling around, and yeah, and then they're shooting. They have little like I guess they have little you know they can make little gunpowder poofs. Like, like a cap gun, really. Yeah, it's like a cap gun yeah. or like a little firecracker or something in the in the tip of the barrel that looks like a yeah, I don't know. It 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 it's it's something that only shows up really in in these old Japanese movies and like occasionally in like some old like nineteen fifties like American B movies, you know, like you'll have like attack of the giant iguana and you'll have like a, an actual iguana on with like a toy train set yeah um <laughs> things like that right but yeah it's it's a it's a nice quirk of these movies that gives them a very specific look and feel yeah you know that isn't quite ever replicated because like i don't think any there's not really any practical vehicles there's like a couple of Shots of like one of the main characters rescuing his sister in a jeep. Yes. Yeah. That does happen. But like anytime the army's rolling out, it's just like little little miniatures. Little miniature jeeps. And like even like at one point there's like a King Kong hand with like a very shitty doll yeah. in it. And they just made the doll face away from the camera. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, oh that's very clearly like straw hair. Yeah. Just painted black. It's so funny. Ugh. <laughs> love it love it um yeah is there anything else we missed that we need to talk about it's um it's old and a little too long a little too long at an hour and a half it kind of drags yeah um but 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 i still think i would say that it's craptacular I absolutely would as well. It's craptacular. I think, I think this is definitely one of the craptacular movies that we look for. If you watch this with your friends and you you know you got a couple bevies going, and you just you're not really concerned with watching the movie so much as you are making fun of the movie with all your friends, like you're gonna have a great time. You will have a field day. There's so much to make fun of. Yeah, it's it's a good it's a good shitty movie night movie Absolutely. for sure. Plenty to laugh at. Uh, let's do. Let's just do a thing here. Uh, what do you think? We usually do this the other way around, but uh, what what do you think the Rotten Tomatoes score is? Rotten Tomatoes for King Kong versus Godzilla. Thirty-seven. Hmm. A little better. It's forty-seven. Forty-seven. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it's a little higher than I would have expected, but well, I'm okay with that. A little higher. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, I'd say it's a fair assessment of the movie's quality. <laughs> yeah. Slightly below good. Just yeah. <laughs> just slightly below good is a pretty pretty good descriptor, I think, of just enough crap to love. Yeah. So, anyways. Um, that was that was the movie. Yep. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you like it, please uh, rate and review us on iTunes or whatever whatever your podcast app 
of choices. You can do it. If you listen to it on your phone, you can just like scroll to the bottom and just be like, five stars. These idiots don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> they're dumb. Would listen again. That kind of thing. <laughs> um, yeah, we're on, you know, pretty much any podcast listening destination, iTunes, uh, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. Uh, we have a YouTube channel as well uh, where all the episodes get dumped. Um, yeah, so that uh, just about does it. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, oh, if you want to get in touch with the show, we did have someone, uh, I think, let me just, do, do, do. someone recommended some Doctor Who episodes to us. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, this comes from Thomas. Oh. Thank you very much. Uh, Thanks, he suggested Thomas. we watch Doctor Who the movie. Right. Yes. Let's definitely do that. Yes, which we were going to do. Um, the reason we didn't do it this time, however, uh, is we are not quite sure what the future of the show is going to be mm-hmm. right now. Do you want to get into Should we get into that right now? Basically, you're moving to the other side of the country. Yeah, I'm moving. Um, and so we are going to do... And so I thought, that's why I wanted to do King Kong versus Godzilla originally. I thought, oh, maybe this will be like the last episode of the show. Um, so let, like, let's do the one that kind of inspired us to start the show. Um, that's Which not a lovely idea. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a good idea. It, that's not the case. Uh, we are going to record uh, the Halloween episode for October before you go. We're going to watch a, a scary movie of some kind. Um, but then you, I was like, well, I'll try to find a new co-host, or maybe I'll do a series of rotating co-hosts or whatever. And then you were like, oh, well, why don't we just do it like on like Google Hangout and record it? And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess. Thanks for thinking about replacing me so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate I guess, that. <laughs> I guess that's a thing. So as soon as I figure out how to do that, uh, we will... Uh, try it um, but uh, there is that small caveat of we don't know how to do that at the moment so hence the pre-recording next month yeah well so it, it's just you know it'll be kind of nuts you're moving across the country yeah you're driving there so yes. that's going to take you a, a better part of a week yep to get five, there five day journey I'm looking at yeah so you know and then Got to find, you know, find a place, settle in, that sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. it'll take a while. Um, yeah, uh, we will. We will get to Doctor Who the movie for sure. Yeah, I feel like we have to. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. We do. I, I have it on the computer. We, we were going to do it for this episode, but then things, things changed up. So, um, we will definitely get to it. So, thank you, Thomas. Yeah, thanks, man. For your suggestion, and thank you for the Doctor Who episode uh, suggestions. Um, I was definitely too lazy to do it myself. Yeah, so I, I will, appreciate that. <laughs> I will forward. I will forward these to you so that you can. Uh, yeah, are you are you familiar with a lot of classic Who? Or are you more a new Who kind of guy? Uh, I know more new Who, mm-hmm. which I said slowly because I had to say it carefully. Mm-hmm. That was a weird sentence. Um, I have seen quite a bit of the old stuff, though. Cool, yeah. I started with the old stuff. Okay. So, 
Yeah, there's looks like good good number of oh there's some like four episode arcs, six episode arcs. Oh, this might take a while. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> we'll take a look. We'll take a look at it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we do we do appreciate the the suggestion, and we will get we'll definitely get to the movie. Uh, I don't know if we'll do a whole episode like we were going to on me watching Doctor Who and trying to like it. Um, but it might be something I do privately and then report back to you on at the beginning of episodes. Like, I'll watch some more. Oh. Still very British. <laughs> <laughs> and that will continue to be the case. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> So we'll see. Um, if you want to get in touch with the show, like Thomas did, you can do so by sending us an email, retrocrappod at gmail.com. You can also, uh, we have a Facebook page and a Twitter account. I do check the Twitter account more so than anything else. They're both at retrocrappod. Um, yeah, shoot us a tweet. Um, if you have a movie that you think we should watch, we're going to watch a crappy horror movie next month. So if you have some suggestions, send them to us on Twitter at retrocrappod or retrocrappod at gmail.com. And until next time, thank you so much for listening. I have been and will continue to be your host, Aaron, and I will hopefully continue to be joined by Matt. Hey, yo. And until such a day comes that that is not the case, remember to always keep watching crap. book club going on upstairs is of sorts weird all right cool she start a book club you're moving (laughs) (laughs) not important don't worry about it (laughs) okay um all right i will start now wait oh god (laughs) (laughs) you were just about to weren't you yep that's my favorite